Hello, and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I had a pretty productive day. It was only a half day at work, uh, so I got to get a lot done, um, of which I finally, after maybe a year, got to sit down and organize my MacBook desktop and got all my like audio files in the right place and then like I got a new Captain America wallpaper Ooh. and it's it's funny how like that is that's like the highlight of my day that made me so happy to sit down and do today no i understand that because i am i'm one of those people who the the desktop becomes cluttered because mm-hmm. rather than putting something in a folder you just save it to the desktop yeah cuz it's easy to find it's on the desktop and you know that has like 30 tabs open and it's like oh that's all this and i'm gonna do a whole new window of these 30 tabs right (laughs) like i'm I'm that person so i completely understand the idea of or the satisfaction of getting that organized oh it just it feels it's so relieving just to have a clean desktop because like i again i've talked about before i used to stream Mm-hmm. There was a couple times where I accidentally revealed my desktop on stream and just hearing some of the community members be like, Trey, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you well, need to organize that. <laughs> okay, look, look, I am perfectly fine with my messes because I understand them. Me too. Like I, and I get it. Like I honestly, I hate Google Drive. Mm-hmm. I hate Google Drive because for me, looking at Google Drive is looking at someone else's mess. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me. But my own mess, I get it, right? Like, oh, this so, should be here, this should be there, and it's there. And it looks like I missed everybody else, but I got it. Suddenly feel self-conscious about the Google Drive that you and I share for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I use Google Drive for work as well, so I like I'm learning uh-huh. it and, and not getting used to it. Mm-hmm. But it just it doesn't feel intuitive to me. It's just like, oh, this is your mess, and I don't understand your mess. So... <laughs> But yeah, what about you? How are you doing? Well, get out the bingo card. The MCU needs to know bingo card. As of this recording, this was the last day before Thanksgiving break. It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It is a week off. And I realize there's been a lot of people that died from COVID. And that is a Mm -hmm. horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. A small blessing, though is as the introvert that I am, and my mm-hmm. wife is, not having to go anywhere for a full week and not have to, like, wear a mask because I'm not going anywhere for a full week is just, it sounds so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so looking forward to, like, I don't have to put on a mask because I'm not going anywhere. And I get to stay home. You know, I saw a tweet today that said something to the extent of like, come on, man, out of all holidays, Thanksgiving's the easiest one. You need an excuse to pass up going up with big family gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right after it, like, like, I mean, let's think about it. What's the one thing over and over you hear on Thanksgiving, right? Don't talk about politics. Like, this is the one year in which the election's <laughs> running into Thanksgiving that it's like, like, you get a pass. I don't have to talk about politics with the family because it's not going to be there. 
It goes to show you the human nature of like if you tell someone don't do something, they're specifically going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh-huh. that's what COVID has been att- at least for Americans as as selfish as we've been proven right. to be throughout all and, this. You know what? And this Sunday's a D and D weekend, and two, uh-huh. we go every other weekend. So two weeks ago, my character was the MVP. Um, now. I missed last week and someone else played my character, but my character was the MVP of the session. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. You told me that already. And this is the first time we're bringing it up on podcast. I cracked up. I, I know. I'm like, like I, I'm just glad I made a character and now I shouldn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> you did your part. You, you're, you're batting a thousand. You, you pushed it and now it goes on its own. Absolutely. Speaking of, I'm going to be completely honest, I was trying to segue that into doing like a call to action, but there's no good segue here, so I'm going to lean into it. If you would take the time to leave us a star rating or a review, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. It helps us with our rankings and discoverability on the podcast platform of choice. So if you haven't done that already, uh, please do so. Yeah, and again, we're recording, again, the Friday going into the week of Thanksgiving. This is going to drop. I'm going to... Re- I'm. You know, peek behind the curtains again. Pull up that bingo card. Um, I'm gonna edit this over the weekend for Monday. Share with your family. Share with a friend. Yeah, hey. continue that that MCU conversation. What better way to express thanks than to give your family something thirty minutes to focus on? Right, you don't have to be there. No need to talk about <laughs> politics. Come, come, spend the time with us in the MCU. Oh, I love it. But of course, uh, today's episode, we are returning to a topic that we have discussed before, and that is specifically the what-if alternate casting. Uh, So the last time we did this, we took some time to do some alternate casting on Captain America, Iron Man, and uh, Peggy Carter. And so we're returning, and we're going to be looking at Hulk and Thor. So the first stop that we can do with Hulk, which I honestly... I. was fascinated to find out the first time that we were doing research for this. You know, we had the Incredible Hulk, and that gave us Edward Norton. But I was so shocked to find out Mark Ruffalo was in the original running for that character, all the way back in the original Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, what, Mark Ruffalo was the first choice? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a a heavily favored choice. And I wish I could remember exactly which one uh, director or uh, producer that was really leaning on Mark Ruffalo. But that he was in the lead for the longest time. Yeah, and that's insane to me because, like, we forget, we, most people forget that, I don't want to say most people forget, but, but like, MCU fans are aware, but most people forget, like, they just assume Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and we've talked about it, right? Like, this is, the the Incredible Hulk seems to be the least of this idea of like going back to phase one and grabbing those threads to pull through. Um, aside from general Ross, that's probably the movie that's, it's least done to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think before general Ross and now it doesn't even count, uh, because of the, the Netflix deals, the only other references I can remember off the top of my head was the, the Netflix shows referencing the battle in Harlem. With right. Hulk and uh, Abomination. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the one that gets picked the least. It's the one the last one picked on the dodgeball team in the MCU. Yeah. Well, and it it does make me wonder, you know, and and we kind of dealt with it with the question of the week. I think a week ago, two weeks ago now, as far as when mm-hmm. the episodes drop, how much better or how much more they would pull from that movie if Ruffalo had that, mm-hmm. or 
if Norton did it all the way through. And what I find fascinating is, and we mentioned it, I think, during the Iron Man 1 review, and, and our Hulk review, I think, is next in line. You know, I'm saying that now, but just because I spoke it into existence doesn't mean it's absolutely the case. But <laughs> it, it was still at a time of the MCU in Phase 1 where they were still kind of finding their way. And mm-hmm. what what is the overarching feel going to be when you look at what Iron Man 1 is, Captain America First Avenger is, and Incredible Hulk is? Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see, because, I mean, it's clear... Edward Norton's Hulk and Banner is very different compared to to Mark Ruffalo's Hulk and Banner in the Avengers, how much that would have shaped it moving forward. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest, I don't know if recasting would have had a deal in this, but you would have been locked into that choice of Avengers, we got the facial mocap for the Hulk with Ruffalo, and that has right. become the signature look. You can see oh, Ruffalo yeah. in the Hulk. Yeah. But in The Incredible Hulk, it wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't facial mocap. It was its kind of its own design. Would they have been locked into that if they wouldn't have done that, if they would have had Ruffalo from the beginning? Well, I saw recently somewhere that Marvel Studios is going to retcon Ruffalo into Incredible Hulk. Really? I mean, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, and... And the whole thing was now keep in mind now, and, and this is a whole episode in and of itself, but it has to do with books. So like, mm-hmm. like, and again, this is a whole episode in and of itself of like what is canon and what isn't, but it has to do, I think with like books that are coming out after the fact that reference old movies mm-hmm. that they're, when they show banner and in particular Hulk, it's going to be the look and style of Ruffalo, even though it's referencing Incredible Hulk stuff, mm-hmm. it, like, like illustration-wise, if that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And no, so, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, again, the question is, to what extent are those books canon? Mm-hmm. And, or, and I guess Marvel and Kevin Feige gets to decide that, but, but should those types of things be canon? And again, that's a whole episode on itself. But but just to give you an idea, they're retconning in Ruffalo into that. Just as a tangent to show you to show you how bad I am. You know this, how bad I am about following through with the videos that you send me. Mm-hmm. I said this is the first I've heard of that. I just remembered you did send me this video <laughs> because I I remember because you bring up that like how much should the books be canonical? I remember my initial reaction being like, oh, I wouldn't want that to be canonical, and then it got me thinking about like, well, what's the difference between like a TV show being canonical to the movies or not? But right, right. Well, like you said, that's a whole other episode. But I mean, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say there's a really good um, animated show called um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh-huh. which is fantastic. They follow comic book storylines really closely, um, even more so than the MCU. It's great. You should see it. Only two seasons because it got canceled for when they did the animated Avengers Assemble. Like So like Hawkeye in Earth, Earth's Mightiest Heroes had comic book accurate costume, and then Avengers Assembled was MCU accurate costume. Well, they the the Hulk character and Bruce Banner and Avengers um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, he looked very, very similar to Edward Norton. Mm 
So you could see that influence there. It's crazy how the MCU live action stuff influences what becomes the animated or the comic books. Because like even, I mean, even if I'm not mistaken, again, the comic books are not my area of expertise, but I believe the reboot of Nick Fury was basically championing wanting to be wanting Samuel L. Jackson to play him in the live action stuff. Um, So it's like this almost this like two way street of the the way they influence each other. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, when um, Steve Starenko and and the PBS documentary on superheroes talked about him and equated him to Jimi Hendrix in that the num the, the volume of work was very small relative to the impact it had on the industry, you know, in terms of rock and roll versus comic books. And he did Nick Fury, but Nick Fury was an old white guy with gray hair. Mm -hmm. When they did the Ultimates line, they intentionally modeled Nick Fury off of Samuel L. Jackson. So it was such a perfect fit. But go back again, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, all this other stuff, like you can kind of see where where Robert Downey Jr. fits what they had in the comic, but also uh, you're kind of making the co- the animated after the fact fit Robert Downey Jr. You know, same with the Hawkeye. Um, so it's interesting to see that back and forth and that influence, in, mm-hmm. you know, between those. Well, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. When you look at the animated Guardians of the Galaxy after um, Guardians of the Galaxy came out versus Guardians of the Galaxy showing up prior to, like in the um, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, all of those are fantastic watches. A lot on Disney+. Plus. I really need to buckle down and watch those animated shows. Hey, I just said at the beginning of this episode, Thanksgiving, take your time. (laughs) I got so much to watch, that and Star Wars now. I know, man. Clone Wars and Rebels, like... You don't understand the joy that I'm going to have hearing you talk about rebels in clone wars <laughs> like I, i'm not kidding like you're laughing i'm not kidding the oh. joy that those cartoons bring me yeah okay i'll get i'll get on it at some point but yeah uh sticking with hulk uh moving to another actor who allegedly almost was cast in the role of hulk was david Duchovny. now I'm not 100% familiar with David Duchovny's work. I haven't really seen much of what he's been in. But on pure looks alone, I can see... Well, again, it goes back to... I can see the banner part of David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not they would have done the, the mocap Hulk where we see Ruffalo's performance come through in the Hulk, that I can't see David Duchovny doing. Oh, yeah. Now... According to this, we're looking at the same thing. So he was a contender for the role before Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? I I could see him easily being Banner because, like, I was – I loved X-Files. I watched X-Files. I did not watch Californication, um, mm-hmm. which I think was on Showtime. I did not watch that. But I did love X-Files, and he was kind of that weird, quirky – science brain kind of thing. Not a science genius, right? But it clearly intelligent and science driven. So I could definitely see that. You know, um, but, but at the same time, I don't know. I like it definitely would have been a different, because I do like Edward Norton, the things I've seen him play in, 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, a lot of people point to, which I think he got the Oscar for in American History X. But for me, I don't know why. I just, maybe because I love to play poker, go back to Rounders, you know, mm-hmm. and it's such a good movie and poker movie. But you know what? I I think looking at what he did with Fox Mulder, he could have done it. Yeah, there feel like, it almost feels like we've gotten so many different facets of Banner with the Incredible Hulk and Edward Horton. Horton? Who's <laughs> Horton? Horton, here's a who, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Now, now, as me editing this episode, I can't decide if that should be the end tag or that should stay in. That was... That's dealer's choice there. <laughs> That's all you. <sighs> all right. It's up to you. You can keep it in or not. I'll start over and you know you what? Let's cut Let's it. go. Let's go with it. Okay. We're going with it. So with Edward Norton, you know, there's almost this loner aspect to him that, you know, Ruffalo touches on. But it felt like Norton embodied it a lot more. And Ruffalo's is more of that kind of like goofy, like lovable oaf, like scientist mm-hmm. aspect of Banner. Mm-hmm. That's the side that I see Duchovny leaning towards a little bit more. And again, this is all yeah. from like, I haven't seen X-Files or Californication. I've only seen like through pop culture osmosis. Right, right. I've picked up on Duchovny stuff. But I feel like that's where he would lean more into as uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm going to stick with the X-Files idea, and, and and it's weird, like thinking about Incredible Hulk, Norton's take on Banner and Hulk was a much more, again, I'm going to use this term loosely, uh, serious take mm-hmm. than Ruffalo's. And in that way, I feel like the Coveney's take would be the same way in the banner and I'm sorry, his banner would be more in the Norton vein, so to speak. I can see that. You know, and now that I'm thinking about this, there's a, there's, it almost feels like an unfair advantage because I, and I could be wrong. Maybe this is me just kind of a quarterback arm chairing. It feels like Ruffalo, I mean, not Ruffalo, Norton didn't play the Hulk side of the Hulk, and we only all ever saw his Bruce Banner side. Mm -hmm. And we've only seen what rough, like we've only seen Ruffalo's interpretation of what acting that out through mocap could be. So it's hard for me to visualize anyone else doing it because we haven't had anyone else do it, but Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that makes sense. So let me ask you this. And what would you say to Banner continuing? Oh, man. I Now, having said that, and I've said this on podcast, I have not seen Hulk. And outside of, like, some weird, like, goofy thing we do, I don't intend to see Hulk. Yeah, like, that's what's hard for me is because I haven't seen it all the way through. I think I've started it from, not even from the beginning, like, just having it on in passing. Mm -hmm. And I always bounce off of it. Like, it's so unremarkable to me having Eric Vanna as Bruce Banner. Like, right. I have no opinions for it. Like, it just okay. doesn't stick. Okay. See, like, I, I'm going to say no to it only because, like, when I think of Eric Vanna, I'm imagining he got really popular for a while, but for some reason, the only thing I can think of him being in is Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Black Hawk Down. Like, I, I yeah. love war movies. 
But mm-hmm. off the top of my head, that's the only thing I can imagine him in. So he was in Troy. Okay, so I'm remembering that now. Mm-hmm. He was in Munich, which I should see because I do like Spielberg. Like for a while, I really like Spielberg, and I'm kind of falling off of Spielberg a little bit. But it was before, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's almost three hours. I'm not into it. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. So, yeah, so, like, I, I haven't seen Munich. Um, he was Nero in the first Star Trek, and I thought he did well in that. Um, he was Henry the Eighth in The Other Berlin Girl. I enjoyed the other Berlin. Interesting side note: my wife and I we saw the other Berlin girl, so that was two thousand eight. Again, this is completely just a weird side note. We saw that, we left the theater, went to Luby's, and that night my wife went into labor. Next morning we have a kid, so. <laughs> um, which, but I mean, now, and I say that because like he did Star Trek, and other Berlin girl, after Hulk. Like, Troy in Munich came after Hulk, which is interesting because he, you know, Hulk didn't do well, whereas mm-hmm. Black Hawk Down did well, and that was before Hulk. Man, and honestly, that might be the first thing I've seen him in. You know, I was looking through the IMDb, too, and I honestly, I haven't seen a lot of stuff with Eric Bana, and I think that's why it's so unremarkable for me because yeah. I just don't have an impression of him. Yeah, I mean, as I'm looking at it, like the all the movies I mentioned, it was like Black Hawk Down, and all of a sudden he's in Hulk. Like, man, so he really r- rose to stardom very quick. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I haven't seen The Time Traveler's Wife. Okay, I did not see Lone Survivor. It looks like he was in that. So yeah, so I mean, I I don't doubt actually that he's a good actor. You know, mm-hmm. um, you well, know, like so, so that's why I asked, like, hey, what would you think about him going on? You know, it's it's like what we talked about before in the last what if episode. There's some nebulous reason and it could just be biased because we've seen the end product. So we know which actors work. But there's some nebulous reason that you just look at an actor and you're like, no, that doesn't feel like it fits. Right. And unfortunately, you know, I can't describe it, but I have that with Eric Bana. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and it's also interesting. I don't want to turn this into a Hulk review, but <laughs> but like Ang Lee was the director of Hulk, you know, um, and he's directed some really, really good movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the one I'm going to mention while well, there's others, but the two, the two that I'll mention, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. Like those are, and the only reason why I mention those is because those come Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon comes before Hulk mm-hmm. and Life Apply is 2012 after Hulk. Right. There, There's others that he's, that he's done and that he's known for, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to mention those two for historical kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh. Those are the alternate casting that we were able to dig up with Hulk. And like we said in the last episode, there's almost no way to 100% verify this. This is just stuff that we found on the internet through different... We try to find it through different sources, so it's not just one source saying it. Um, it's just one of those things that's fun to speculate with. So, Oh, yeah. It'd be nice if we could 100% get the truth one day, but you never know. So we're going to be moving on to Thor. And we actually found a lot of names in the running... 
Specifically, we found apparently Daniel Craig, Channing Tatum, Charlie Hunnam, Alexander Skarsgård, Tom Hiddleston, and Liam Hemsworth were all in the running for Thor. Uh, But specifically in this episode, we're going to focus on Hiddleston and Liam Hemsworth. Okay, quick note before we do that um, on the Alexander Skarsgård. Um, From what we saw, he actually did do a fitting for, you know, Thor's costume. And it's interesting to note that his dad, Stellan Skarsgård, played Eric Selvig. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been so fun having that familial connection, especially as much as Selvig and Thor are actually intertwined in their stories. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, picture-wise, maybe... You know, we might post a picture of him or whatever. You can look it up yourself. He is a tall Viking looking guy (laughs) as far as Thor goes. Yeah. (laughs) So that definitely fits. And I'm most familiar with Skarsgård from my wife and I watching uh, True Blood. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned they had a costume test. Uh, One of the other ones that I, I found out, which I think is pretty well known, is Tom Hiddleston also was trying out for the role of Thor, and I've seen screenshots of him, like, wearing a blonde wig, like, doing screen tests <laughs> it looks weird. as Thor. Yeah! I think, it, you can it, find been... his, I think you can find his screen test on YouTube, right? Oh, if you can, I need to watch that. That sounds really interesting. So, yeah, I think one of the things I love about that is it's the same way we brought up Sam Rockwell, trying out for or almost thinking he was going to get the role for Iron Man and then becoming Justin Hammer. Like, that's so perfect the way those intertwine. And it almost feels perfect that Tom Hiddleston was almost Thor but ends up becoming the jealous brother. Like, you can't script that any better. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You can find it. Like, when I just YouTube Tom Tom Hiddleston Thor, the first uh-huh. thing that came up was from Entertainment Tonight, watch Tom, watch Tom Hiddleston's original audition for Thor. And I think the screenshot you're talking about, the picture, comes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And if I scroll down, Marvel UK, Tom Hiddleston auditions for Thor, Thor the Dark World Extra. So yeah, it's it's there. It can be found. He almost looks like Daniel Radcliffe with the wig. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't wish that on Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> and... and you know, you know, it's weird. Like, I, I clearly, I'm, I'm like putting some feelings out there. Yeah, I didn't know you were so hard on Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be honest for a second on Daniel Radcliffe. I have not seen him in anything other than Harry Potter. I and, think and I'm in the same boat. I don't know if that's by an unconscious choice of maintaining him as Harry Potter, or. If it's just I haven't come across his work for one reason or another, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, and no, I, that completely makes sense. Yeah, and I get, like, he's voiced some episodes of The Simpsons, his robot chicken and stuff. But I'm talking, like, his actual work. Victor Frankenstein or all these other different movies, you know, that I just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Well, he does pretty niche stuff, like... Uh, not not making a comment on what you watch, but like, it's not like there's been a huge selection of stuff to watch him in since Harry Potter. Right. I think, I think the first thing he did just scrolling through his IMDb, the first thing he did that wasn't Harry Potter, the woman in black. No, actually it goes back to 2007, something called December boys, which I was actually interested in Uh that I never got around to seeing. Uh 
and then you have the woman in black in 2012 which like okay. that's after all the Harry Potters were done um December Boys was 2007 which is right after um Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. so again it's not a I'm trying to avoid it I just haven't come across it yeah um and the other just just again scrolling through IMDb and just going off a of name recognition December Boys and Victor Frankenstein are the two ones that are had like mainstream kind of publication or um, promotion is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, because James McAvoy was in that one. So yeah, so like those two there and, and there was stuff I was aware of, but I just never seen. Yeah. <laughs> we get derailed into the <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe talk, but okay. Hey, we're known for going on tangents. It's expected yeah. at this point. But no, I I do love... I do and I don't, because obviously Tom Hiddleston as Loki is just as important as any of the main Marvel heroes actors are to their characters. Like, we still have Loki in the MCU because Tom Hiddleston is amazing. Right. It's just fun to imagine what that would have been like. Because, I mean, clearly, Hiddleston's an incredibly talented actor. I'm almost positive he would have brought that same energy and talent to Thor. It's just hard to envision what that would be and what we'd be giving up to get there. So let's imagine for a second Tom Hiddleston as Thor. Uh Uh-huh. What that means, then, is who plays Loki? Because I can't imagine another person playing Loki. Yeah, that's hard, man. Because, like, Loki is somehow this murderous person that everyone adores because there's he's so complex. Like, who do you get to pull that off? Yeah. So, wait, can I pause for a second? Or maybe this becomes an end tag? Did you What's know up? there was a Playmobil movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're still on your Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> like, 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 really? Like, I get Playmobil is a version of Legos. And Lego Movie was in 2014, but there was a Playmobil movie last year, right? In 2019. Yeah, I remember. I saw previews for it all the time. Jim Gaffigan and Adam Lambert and Keenan Thompson, Megan Trainor. Yeah, it did not look great. Like, seriously? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We can. uh, We'll see how this goes. Maybe it's an intact. Maybe it's not. But I had no (laughs) idea there was a Playmobil movie. Like that's. Oh. Which which is crazy. I should have known. I mean, we have Deep Impact and Armageddon, and okay, and High School High and the Substitute, and oh, what was the Dangerous Minds? All of them, but basically the exact same movie. Anyways, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You can say the same thing about the MCU and move and superhero movies, but <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, anyways, I don't know who the hell else you would get to play Loki and actually be that good. Clearly, it's not Daniel Radcliffe because he was busy in the Playmobil movie. <laughs> okay, so that's so that's that's it. This is definitely staying in now at this point. Um, oh man, that's on me. But yeah, but like, like, but again, go, let's go back to that. Who's gonna play Loki that well? If, yeah, if he gets the part of Thor. Hmm. Let's. What if it is Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> now I tell you uh, what. After Thor Ragnarok, 
and seeing like how his comedic timing and all that. Okay, two things. After Thor Ragnarok and his seeing his comedic timing in that one scene with him and Rocket Raccoon, right? Where there was like this funny moment, but it's not funny when he's like, you know, you know, I'll fight him again. He's like, nobody's done that. He's like, well, uh, you know, um, and, and he talks about all the things he's lost and it's a really deep moment for him. Hmm. I could see that, yeah. I feel like just looking at those things, yeah, he could pull off Loki. Mm-hmm. Man, it'd be, I know it doesn't count because it would be animated, but it'd be cool if we saw a what if where they switched that around and saw and like have Chris Hemsworth voice Loki and Tom Hiddleston voice Thor and have the animations represent their body. Uh-huh. That would be a fun what if to kind of explore. I'm really curious when the animated what if comes out because there's going to be an episode for each movie. Uh huh. Is it literally going to be like a difference in that movie only, or are they going to pull the thread through all the way through to the end game? Oh, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about it that I'm way. I'm really curious of what they do. You just made me that much more excited for it. Yeah, because if they do that, and let's just do that simple switch, right? And Loki takes the Thor character in the first Thor movie. Go back to our fan theory episode. Um, which comes out after this episode, but we recorded it before this episode. <laughs> Behind the curtains. There's a fan theory for you. <laughs> but like, uh, boom, blow up the mind there of time travel. But yeah, but I mean, think about it. Like, if that's what they do with it, then you are taking Loki as Thor all the way through to Endgame. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dang. I really want that now. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. So leave a rating or review. Um, thank you. well we know super fan kevin feige uh he'll make it happen absolutely but yeah another one of the the actors that was in the running for this uh for being thor was chris hemsworth's brother liam hemsworth which again it it ties so perfectly it was the on-screen brothers with tom hiddleston and, and chris hemsworth now it's the actual brothers with liam and chris yeah. Well, you know what? And, and these brothers do look like, I mean, I realize like sometimes you can look at brothers and they're like, oh, obviously you're brothers. And sometimes you can look at siblings and you're like, oh, I don't see it, but they really are siblings. This one, you can really see it. Oh, yeah. So much so in Ragnarok when they did the fake theater oh, play. yeah. Of- of Thor, they had the brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was I just so meta and so good in so many ways. How under the skin do you think that made Liam? Just like to have to go play what was almost yours for like a couple of days. Well, you know what? There, there's a mix of things. Like, So there's an element of like clearly Chris Hemsworth's career vaulted because of this. Right. I'm sure... There's an element of like, okay, you're my brother and I'm really happy for you and proud of you. And so like there's that element there, but there's also like, imagine if that's flipped and Liam Hensworth takes it. That, that's a completely different track for that family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'm scrolling through this and I remember, you know, Chris Hemsworth was in Star Trek briefly. And then there's things that I don't recognize. And then Thor. Yeah, this was his launching pad. Yeah, because after Thor was Cabin in the Woods, which I love that movie. 
Same. Um, then the Avengers, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn, the remake of the 80s movie with Patrick Swayze, reprising his role in Star Trek Into Darkness, Rush, Dark World, Age of Ultron, a couple of things I've never heard of, the sequel, The Huntsman, to focus just on him. Uh, he was they in- got a sequel to that? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters, you know, Doctor Strange. Ragnarok, 12 Strong, which I've heard is good. I haven't seen it. Ragnarok? No, 12. <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> uh, 12 Strong, um, Infinity War. Yeah, I, I'm doing an MCU podcast and haven't seen Ragnarok yet. Um, that was pure annoyance I got out of you. <laughs> uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which I haven't seen, but I, I wanted to. He was in Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, I think the, the Netflix over. extraction. I mean, I mean, just to give you an idea, like the things that he's been in since, and just imagine that flip now. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it is a launching pad for so many of these actors. But no, when you said uh, some things I never heard of, I'm almost willing to bet. Was it Song of the Sea, or something like that? It was a sea movie, I think. <laughs> it was a sea movie. Yeah, it's okay. Now I got to defend this because it's a little fun tidbit. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Holland starred in that together, and that's where they met. And then I think that's what helped get Tom Holland into the MCU. Chris Hemsworth, sea movie. In the heart of the sea. What? No. What year? Yeah. That was 2015, December 7th, 2015. Uh, there it Tom is. Tom Holland was. He played yeah. Owen Chase. I saw that in the theaters. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? Why? <laughs> Just the things you see, like you saw the the <laughs> the most recent Fantastic Four, <laughs> and you see in the heart of the sea. But I like sea movies. But you, <laughs> you like sea movies, <laughs> but you haven't seen. Okay. Okay. All right, we're completely off the rails. So, so should I, should I see in the heart of the sea? I can't remember. Oh, it was unremarkable. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't watch a lot of movies. I've only ever seen bad ones. You know what, though? I'm looking at the cast. Okay, a recounting of the New England whale shipping sinking, whale ships sinking by a giant whale in 1820. An experience that later inspired the great novel Noby Dick. Chris Hemsworth in it. But when I look at it, like Cillian Murphy's in it, Brendan Gleeson's in it. Yeah. Tom Holland's in it. Like, there's some people in it. I don't remember hating it. Like, I, like I just... Cillian Murphy's Scarecrow. Brendan Gleeson, to stick with the nerd stuff, is, you know, Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tom, Tom Holland is, um, oh, what's he in? Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It almost feels like what if episodes are like meta episodes light. We we're having so much fun going off the rails with this. <laughs> okay. <sighs> but yeah. All right, cool. So let's get back on track. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to get back on track. Okay, so I we're, don't talking, know either. We're, we're talking about what if Hemsworth. Right, didn't get it, and his brother did, and the, yeah. and the career track. You, you know, mm-hmm. what, while we're at it, or on IMDb, I'm just curious. 
Liam Hemsworth. What has he been in? Independence Day is the biggest one I've seen so far. Wait, he was in Independence Day? The Resurgence, the sequel. Oh, okay. I have not seen the sequel. Saw it in theaters. Okay. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was in The Expendables 2. Did see that in theaters? This is becoming an indictment on the movies I see in the theaters. <laughs> the Hunger Games, Catching Fire. I have not seen any of The Hunger Games. I have, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I just, I just, I just haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Independence Day Resurgence, The Duel, whatever that is. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's been a lot. No, James and the Giant Peach with Taika and Friends, the TV miniseries. Like, man, I, again, just to say, like, as a brother, like, you're happy for your brother to get the part. But, man, their careers took a very vastly different path. That's got to sting a little bit. Yeah. Well, but At it, the same time, though, because like you said, there is this element of like, oh, you love your brother, you're happy for them. Yes, there's some jealousy. But also playing this role might be like a backdoor way of kind of dunking on your brother a little bit because of the way he exaggerates <laughs> Thor yeah. in the in the play. Yeah. Like it's a fun way to poke fun at it. So yeah. I'm sure there is some level of catharsis in there too. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? And and there's and that's assuming again, and and from everything I am aware of, I'm I'm gonna take this assumption as correct, that they get along. Like oh, imagine yeah, yeah, if yeah. they don't get along and that happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, it was a very tense day on the uh, Ragnarok set. <laughs> well, in in honor of Thanksgiving, like imagine Thanksgiving. <laughs> like I can just see if they don't get along, and like Christmas comes along, and Chris is like sending a replica of Milner to his brother. <laughs> oh man, he carves the turkey with a Milner somehow. <laughs> Oh, this became a great Thanksgiving Day episode. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the things you don't talk about at Thanksgiving, politics, (laughs) religion, and taking your brother's job. (laughs) (laughs) That feels like a big no-no right there. (laughs) All right, I think that's going to bring us to our question of the week, which, just like last time, if you could choose any of these what-if alternate castings to be a reality, which one would you choose? David Duchovny. That was a fun one. I could see that. And yeah. I'm not and I'm not being being like funny or whatever. I really would like to see his take on it. Um uh-huh. as an X-Files fan, like in God, in the late nineties, there was an X-Files expo in Dallas that my dad brought me to. And we got in an auction and I almost got a script. That was like the shooting script, like the director's notes and all that. That was part of the auction. Oh, that would have been so cool. And, like, and, and the only reason why I didn't is because like my dad like was getting it and like and I could tell like he was committed. He was going to get it for me. And cost wise, it got to a point where I was just like, I told him to stop. Yeah. But otherwise, like if I wanted it, he would have got it, you know, oh. but, I, but it was like it reached a level where it was just like, OK, I felt guilty of him spending that much on it. Yeah, uh, you, you know, but it was like, and it was the, it was an episode I think that Stephen King wrote, you know, so it was the mm. one that like Stephen King wrote and then like the director's notes, like handwritten notes on it. Yeah, it, 
Oh, man. So, like, so I was. I was, like, a huge... And my stepdad loved it and watched X-Files. So I was a huge X-Files fan. Had the t-shirts and all that. So, I, in, in that sense, you know, opening night, see, you know... Well, opening night, not only seeing the X-Files movie, like, one of the beginning scenes shows the Dallas skyline, you know, and, and I'm in Dallas watching it, and the, the, the audience, the crowd, the audience, like, cheers, you know, because we're in Dallas watching it. Um, yeah, you know, so like I have some ties to David Duchovny from that that I would love to mm-hmm. see his take on it, especially yeah, from a banner that... point of view. Yeah, that'd be really good. So, what about you? If you're picking one to switch, who is it? I, I think out of this entire discussion, the one that I had the most fun thinking about would be Tom Hiddleston as Thor. If, and again, I know this is kind of cheating, caveat, if it meant that we'd also get Chris Hemsworth as Loki, like if you could just have that switch, but even if I can't have that caveat, I would still want that as my pick. It mm-hmm. just, it seems like such an interesting yeah. decision because Tom Hiddleston's such a great actor. I'd love to see what that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I agree with you. I think he could do it. Oh yeah. Like, like I, from what I've seen him, <sighs> as I say that. I'm trying to think of what else I've seen Tom Hiddleston in aside from the MCU. Now, I know. And now it's it's weird. Like, like I let's say so. My undergrad is in radio, television, film, and I admit that I was a crappy film student because I was <laughs> because I was. Wor- Don't tell the podcast that. <laughs> well, well, I was working at UPS at the time, right? So, like, my hours the morning shift were like. 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. regularly, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. regularly, depending on the season. And then I'd leave there, shower, and go to, like, a Tuesday-Thursday film class where it was, like, Thursday was a lecture on the film we watched Tuesday, and I would just fall right asleep because I'd been up since, like, 3 in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and so, like, there's so many things. It was like, oh, you're a film student. You saw this? And I was like, uh... Sort of, <laughs> you, you know, um, and so like, yeah, I'm a terrible film student in that way. But like, I'm trying to think of like, what have I seen Hiddleston in outside of the MCU? And it's not much. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's just the, the amount of impact that he's had within the MCU. Yeah. And so and so like, I'm just going off of that. Like, I feel like, yes. Well, and then again, it's it's difficult to go see stuff at the theater once you, for me at least, once you have kids, um, yeah. you, you know, because it's, and the cost of, of movies nowadays, of like, you're, you're only going to go see so many movies, you know, in a, in a year, and everything else is like, oh, it's, I'm going to wait till streaming. So yeah, so in, in, in that way, trying to think of what else I've seen Hiddleston in, and it's not much. Yeah. You know, and honestly, because I have daughters... It is actually a Disney movie that went straight to video. That you saw Hiddleston in? Yes. What was that? Um, it was. Oh, what was it? It was a Tinkerbell movie. Oh, okay. He played. Um, it was kind of like a prequel, animated prequel to Peter Pan, where he played uh-huh. Hook before he lost his hand and became Hook. Oh. The he uh, the pirate fairy is what it's called. That's interesting. Like it, again, I have three daughters, so like we watched again, not to be stereotyped, but I have three daughters, and we watched <laughs> we watched the pirate fairy and Tinkerbell movies a lot. So 
Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it came out 2014. My oldest was, what, 2008? Like, they used to ride in her wheelhouse, so. Yeah. But what about you? Who, if... Who would you pick for an alternate casting? Or if you have any thoughts on this episode in general, you can always reach us at mcdno at Twitter or Instagram. Or if you'd like to write us an email, at mcdno at gmail.com. And while you're doing that, please, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating. It really helps us um, in terms of getting in front of other people's face. Um, and if you enjoy what you're listening to, share with a friend. Let's grow this audience. Um, MCU has a lot to talk about, and it's... Always better to talk about it with friends. Yeah. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Nick Sandy for the use of his theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his original work on his SoundCloud, which is linked in the description below. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for doing this, Jude. Thank you, Trey. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Okay, I think we can go right. with that are you, are you good to record? Can you do this? You're yawning, I'm yeah, tipsy. I'm <laughs> is this? this is either going to be the greatest <laughs> podcast of all time, or we might have to reschedule. Uh, is this our intake? <laughs> I think so. I mean, we can't not have you admit that you're tipsy and it not Oh, man, that's, that's the case. Okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm editing. Yeah. So it's your choice. This is the intake. Okay, sounds great. Unless we find something better. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing we're good at, it's always failing work. <laughs> Which means if y'all are listening and hear this right now, we had a good sh- we had a good recording, I guess. <laughs> we we nailed it. Oh man. So. Oh yeah. It'd be nice if we could 100% get the truth one day, but you never know. Yeah. I'm going to pause real but, quick. Yeah. We're at 25 minutes. Okay, you can go now. Okay, well, while we're in the pause, I had a bunch for Thor, but since we're almost at the... What was that? You know when you have a bottle and you blow across the top? Yeah. That's what I did. Why? Because, dude, I'm into my one, two, three, four. This is like my fourth drink that I just finished, and this, the last two were doubles. That's Okay, why. well, this... <laughs> All right, well, let's bring this train into station. Okay.